what these young bloods have to understand that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. Buckets NBA Finals Props Edition brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network, joined by three of the sharpest prop bettors that you're going to find out there today. Joining me from New York, Joe Delera. You can find him on Twitter at Joe Delera. Jim Turvey, WNBA warlord in terms of betting. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at Turvey Bets. NBA futures analyst Brandon Anderson on Twitter and in the Action Network app at Wheaton Brando. On today's show, we will break down all the NBA Finals props that you need to know. This is a props-centric episode. So if you want to catch the series preview, Brandon Anderson and I did, should be in your feeds right now. You can catch a full breakdown of that, uh, as well as us basically being like, well, sure, no, yeah, like the Nuggets should win, but like if they don't, and a lot of of those types of things. Uh, On today's show, we'll get to caught up on all these kinds of angles to bet because there is a pretty healthy market uh, is out there for NBA Finals prop betting. We got a lot of angles um, because this is the last series for the year, so we got lots of stuff to get to. Uh, I will not have best bets today. I will not have best bets today. Uh, I am just going to run point because, quite frankly, I am a lousy prop better. So I'm gonna try and get smarter by listening to these three fellas, and we'll kind of go through there. Uh, we are gonna start with a pretty basic one. However, let's start with finals MVP and what we think about the value. Uh, Brandon, we talked about this a little bit on the uh, series pod about basically how like the stars win. Like that's what happens. There's not a lot of room here for it. Do you have any takes on, uh, do you have a best bet for finals MVP? Do you have anything that you want to say as far as finals MVP and how to bet it? Yeah, really not a lot for me. I think it's Nikola Jokic. That's really just such a fun take I know to have on finals MVP, but Look, we talked about this on um, the series preview. I think really my numbers tell me I probably should be betting Nikola Jokic, even though it's at a minus 320, just that my math says Nuggets 80%, so that's still slightly in my favor. But uh, Joe, you've got Jokic here. Is he he something you're actually betting, or is it just a lean for you? I think it's just a lean at this number. Um, It was a bet like actively, and I think we had been recommending that while the series was still ongoing against Boston because just the way the market was. But, you know, if maybe he gets a game where he gets into foul trouble, if it's early in the series, maybe game one or game two and Murray goes crazy and maybe it's a split, there might be an opportunity to bet on Jokic. And I think that nobody else will win besides him realistically. Yeah. I think Jokic is my play. Just, I'm not really rushing to play it. Like, if Miami takes game one, but I still feel good about the series, now Jokic. Like, yeah. he's my way to bet the Nuggets. I just don't feel the need to rush and get it right now. Um, yeah, I think that's where I'm at on it. Jim, you do have a lean on somebody who is not Nikola Jokic. What's your lean on this? <laughs> so, so here's the thing. So I've got an article coming out on uh, on action. It should be this week before the finals gets up. I went back all the way through history. This is the the Brandon Anderson style. Go back, you know, <laughs> find the pattern and and use the pattern to to look to the future. So, 
What I found to be the most determinant factor was points scored. There's a couple of, you know, most often it is the best player. 26 of the 40 years, it's the the player who led the, it's three factors. The player led the team in scoring. The player was like the dude on their team, a little subjective, but I think we can pretty much know who it is. And the team won the finals. So the vast majority of time, that's what happens. But in the few times that there was, you know, a couple of close scoring titles, so especially 2007, Tony Parker over Tim Duncan, and now going a little bit back, so maybe I don't know how relevant this is, but 1988, James Worthy over Magic Johnson. There are times that we have seen the leading scorer get over someone who is, in theory, the dude. Um, you combine that with the fact that, you know, there was a little bit of chatter towards the end of Western Conference Finals of, hey, Jamal Murray, like, he's, he's you know, he's averaging more, like, so here's the thing. I can't get there at plus 1200. So it's not actually a bet for me because I don't see it happening that much, but it's enough for me to stay off of Jokic. And if I'm looking to bet Denver, I'm just going to bet Denver. I'm not going to bet Jokic because I don't see it as a, a 99, 98% chance of, of it being Jokic. I do think there is a sliver of Murray. I just can't get there at plus 1200. Yeah. We've kind of broke down some of the numbers as far as what Brandon's got for the percentage chances of these types of things. Um, I, I would just say like, I can't get to any scenario where it's not one of the star players. If Caleb Martin can't win Eastern conference finals MVP after shooting 60, 50, 81, you're going to have a hard time convincing me that other players are going to get adequate enough credit Honestly, the WCF was kind of the same thing where a lot of people in that series felt like Jamal Murray was at least like he he was a phenomenal scoring player in that series. It was Jokic. So I have a hard <laughs> Unanimously. time. Yeah. yeah. So it's I think it's just hard for I think the, the voters will know even if a player scores a ton who is like the engine of these teams and it's always going to be Jimmy and it's always going to be Joker. So um, it is a way, I think if you're looking to bet, if you're willing to pay the juice on Joker on, on betting the nuggets, Joker is a better value than just betting Denver. Um, If you are looking to bet the heat, betting Jimmy is a better value than just betting the heat. So it's kind of, to me, those are honestly proxies. Those numbers should be, should be much closer. They can't be, which is like, it factors in the possibility of like Jimmy Butler, re, you know, sprains his ankle again and is out and the heat somehow win behind Caleb Martin <laughs> continuing to be Tracy McGrady. And then like Caleb Martin <laughs> wins and like, this is sports and that's how it happens. But it's that uncertainty principle that creates that differential. And I just don't think that it's enough for us to get there in terms of, of the actual probabilities, but those are also hard for anyone to figure out. Let's move to series leader um, points at FanDuel Sportsbook. Um, Obviously, you're going to have these. A lot of these are going to be heavily weighted. Scoring leader for the NBA Finals: Nikola Jokic plus one ten, Jimmy Butler plus one seventy, Jamal Murray plus two sixty, Michael Porter Jr. plus sixty five hundred, Caleb Martin plus sixty five hundred, uh, Aaron Gordon uh, two hundred to one, Bam Adebayo, Gabe Vincent, Contavious Caldwell Pope, and Max Drews all two hundred to one. Poor Bam, all the way down there at two hundred to one. Let's start with Joe. Joe, what do you think about? Serious points leader. My lean is Jokic, but um, I do think that there's a different angle that I would like to take for Jokic that I think we're going to get into later. But I think that it's likely that he leads in scoring. I think this is a series where Miami is might might just concede the offense to him from a scoring perspective. 
rather than just suffer the endless rotations that he's going to put them in if they make him a passer. So that that's kind of the way that I see this series going, and that's why I'm on him. Uh, Jim, you've got a, a similar lane on Jokic plus 120 here? Exactly. It's also a lean for me. It's not a, a massive bet, but um, I, I agree with that logic from Joe. Um, that's going to be something we touch on kind of throughout this. Um, but I also kind of see this as a way to fade Jimmy Butler a little bit. Um, those are the top two names in the market. I don't see Jimmy leading the score, the, the series in scoring. So I, you know, I'm, I'm going to hand out some, some real long shots here. This is kind of the same safe bet to get us started. Um, I, I, I'm almost reading it as a head to head. Um, you know, obviously there are other options in the market, Jamal Murray being, being a big one potentially, but, you know, baked into that percentage. Um, I, if I'm going between the two favorites, I'm definitely leaning Jokic of the two. Brandon, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I'm about there as well. I, I, I deleted myself off our list on this one just because I'm, I'm basically passing, but it's more of a wait and see, I think. Like, I, I also agree. I think Jokic, to me, if I'm Miami, I want to try to make him be a scorer, try to take away the passing a little bit. So I, I'm with the guys on, on where we're at on this one. The one thing I would say to Jim is, to me, this is the market, not finals MVP, where I think Murray is a factor. So I don't know that it's a head-to-head. I've got head-to-head Jokic, Butler ways I'll play later. But because I think Murray maybe could do it, and and just did, actually got that one, doesn't have to get voted on. He actually got the points against the Lakers. To me, I feel like this might be one I come back to after a game or two. Maybe someone has a big game one or a quiet game one or something. For now, I agree. I think it's Jokic, but the number is short enough where I think there's three guys, not two, that I don't really feel like I need to play it yet. I'll just say, if you're like, if you if you lean a little bit towards Butler, it's probably going to be feast or famine, right? Like it's going to be it, it instead of it being like Jokic is just going to be like 25, 28, 30, 35, 25, 35, like that yeah. kind of a, a progression versus like Jimmy could legitimately have like an insane performance. Like Jimmy can have like one of those nights where it's just like everything's falling. He's got the whole thing working. He's drawing, he's grifting fouls constantly. He fouls out like Aaron Gordon and KCP and all these dudes. Uh highest scoring single game performance. There's a prop in the market for that at Jimmy Butler plus 170. So yeah. I actually kind of think if you're going to go with anybody that's not Jokic or Murray, if you think that Murray's going to get loose, then um that that's me honestly might be worth a Yeah. Look. I think yeah, I think with Jimmy um, I think you're spot on with him, Matt, but there's some markets for Jimmy where it's like score 40 plus in any game, like any time. And I think that for Jimmy, maybe that type of bet makes sense. We're just like, look, he could go thermonuclear one game and then he's just exhausted after that. So like maybe if like some of those markets, it's like any one game that could be an angle for Jimmy too. And I think 40 is probably a, a attainable number for him. Well, and I'm not sure if these, if all the specific props like that are going to be up for the entire series, but um, game one is probably the game I like Jimmy the least in. Um, they're coming off seven game series. They're going to altitude. So maybe you look, if you do like Jimmy to lead the series in scoring, maybe you wait till after game one, yeah. see yeah. how Spo is approaching um, Jokic on defense. If he's not, you know, if he's, he's content to let Jokic rack up 15 assists and kind of spread the offense. Whereas, Jimmy got his, you know, in theory, most tired game out of the way, then maybe that's when you jump on that number. Uh, no one has a play on rebounds. We're going to skip that one. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but Nikola Jokic is going to lead the series in rebounding. And folks <laughs> know it. All the numbers are ridiculous on this. It's minus 20,000. So it's just ridiculous. It's an implied percentage over 99%, which is yeah. very funny. <laughs> it's, 
And yet I'm kind of like, yeah, no, fair. Sounds good. Sound, that sounds <laughs> yeah. accurate. Uh, assists, though, we have some very juicy numbers. Jim, let's start with you. And then we'll go to Brandon and Joe who have the same one. Uh, Jim, who do you like for uh, to lead the series in assists? Yeah, so this is this is where I'm looking at Jamal Murray a little bit. So he's plus 4,200 at FanDuel right now. Um, that's the longest number in the market by a decent margin. And, it, you know, he hasn't done it over Jokic in series. Jokic, is, it's hard to get more assists than, than Murray. But if we are thinking that there is a line of thought that Spolstrom might be looking to turn Jokic into scorer, suddenly that becomes more interesting. Um, for anyone in the series, outside of Jokic, he's averaging the most assists per game this postseason. Butler is the second favorite as of now. Um, but again, I this is a series where I am le- leaning. I'm fading Jimmy in, in multiple markets. And the other thing is I, I could see this, you know, we'll, we'll get around this maybe later, but I could see this being a shorter series, shorter series, a little bit more chaotic in these markets. Some of these long numbers, we've seen them swing wildly. If you've been tracking these throughout the postseason, you know, especially some of these threes, we'll get to those later. So those, those being such a small number can really vary um, massively game to game, but the assists as well. I mean, that's, it's a, it's a much smaller number that you have to, to, to push over someone else in the end to, to get that lead. So uh, the long, the super long number on Murray um, with the potential for Spolster looking at, you know, making, making Jokic be him scoring. I, it's just a, a number that caught my eye. That one's really interesting. Um, one of the things that I think has been kind of fascinating, uh, this has been a running thing that, folks in Denver media like we we've been keeping an eye on is who Jamal passes to because it's like oh wow look at all these like really awesome uh performances like all these assists that he's like racked up and then you actually kind of dive into it and the number of passes and assists that he generates specifically to Nikola Jokic is a little bit wild in the playoffs he has 48 assists to Nikola Jokic he has 15 to Michael Porter Jr. in second. It's wow. 48 to Joker. It is a combined 28 to MPJ and Catavius Caldwell Pope. So like there might be something to do here where if, if you're if you're looking if you think that Jamal Murray is going to have a high assist total, you can also like guess what happens if 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 Jamal has a high number of assists. Joker's scoring because he passes to him the most out of spamming that pick and roll two man game. Just something to kind of keep in mind there as far as a betting angle. Uh Brandon and Joe, you both have, you're on the heat side of this for a long shot for assists. Joe, I'll let you go first. Uh, I mean, this is kind of ties into what my thoughts are in terms of making Jokic a scorer. But also I think that Denver's or the path for Miami to really try to attack Denver is realistically a two-man game with Jimmy and Bam. And I think we're going to see a lot of pick and roll. So I think that this is a spot where Jokic over the last two seasons, he's, he's, I mean, he's still averaging 9.3 assists per game in the four games against Bam. Right. So like, it's still going to be a high number, but I think this number for Butler, if he's really uses a little bit more of a facilitator, because like, I think all of us have kind of mentioned, I don't think Miami can necessarily win with Jimmy being like the best scorer on this team. Like they need to get everybody else going, get Denver in rotation. And a lot of that I think is going to be with Jimmy Butler, you know, either in pick and roll or dribble penetration. And I think that's the best way that Miami can score. So I think at the number you're, you're getting a good look here on Jimmy on a guy that you know is going to play. Brandon, what do you got? Yeah, pretty similar. It's plus 3,300 for Jimmy Butler. 
it's light for me. And it's maybe again, one like Jim said, I don't love Jimmy to have a big game one either. So I might even go lighter and then look to add to this later on where he maybe, you know, if the Nuggets come out and have a great game one and Jokic has like 37, 15 and 12, which I just made up numbers, but that's just a day for Nikola Jokic. Like if that happens and he look cooked and Butler has like four assists, this number immediately goes to what? 75 to one or like, some outrageous number. So to me, I don't think we're going to get a lot of those crazy Jokic stat lines necessarily because I I think that they have to try to take away the passing and just say, okay, beat us as a scorer. And so I think that's what makes this market uh, possibly appealing. We talked on the series preview, Matt, uh, how Butler has scoring has dropped a lot in the last like 10 games, 33 and a half points a game, the first eight games of the playoffs, 24 games since then. He just isn't right, right? Like he he can attack. He has to attack. It's it's just Jimmy. He has to, and but he gets into the paint and then just won't go up. But he's passing out. He's passing out to threes. And if the shots go in, then maybe he gets all the assists. So during that same time frame, he's gone up a rebound and up an assist. So like this is just Jimmy grinding, right? He can't score, so I'm gonna play a little more defense. I'm gonna get a rebound here I can. I'll get an extra assist or set a teammate up. So. I think this is kind of a combo to me that Jokic, I don't think Jokic will average double digit uh, assists here. You can just bet Jokic does not average triple double in the finals is basically even odds. That's kind of boring, but I, I think that's a pretty good even odds play to me because I think that's an under 10 assist play. So if he's under and maybe has a game or two where he gets just three or four or something, Maybe Butler can be in the mix. He's been at about six per game the last 10. So it's light, but I think Butler is kind of like a my version of a heat hedge a little bit that if Butler is getting a lot of assists, then if the Heat are winning, I think it's because Butler's playmaking a lot. Let's go to threes. As you all have plays on the Nuggets here, despite watching Caleb Martin uh, become <laughs> Brady and Gabe Vincent become uh, the third Curry brother, it, uh, it, by the way, Caleb Martin has gone from plus 100 to 1 to just down to 3 to 1 to be Matt's new Fred Van Vliet. The odds are just precipitously <laughs> dropping. Well, I'll go ahead and say this. I'm I'm betting uh, this is the one bet I've, I've got, which is like I'm going to bet Caleb Martin to lead in threes. Uh, <laughs> second, he was second behind Derek White. How many would was he behind Derek White by? Brandon? One. Remember? One, one so, behind, and he had one. his foot on the line and got one taken off during a timeout in the first quarter last night. So just to be clear, Caleb Martin finished one behind a player for a team that chucks threes with absolutely no consideration for quality offense, now facing an opponent that likes to work it from everywhere on the floor and has a lower three-point volume shot profile in the Denver Nuggets. So, yeah, uh, I think Caleb at 10-1 to one, is worth a look there. That'll be mine. Um, but this is just so that he you can he can't be your Fred Van Vliet if you're on his side. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, the plus plus three hundred just went to plus a thousand. It's it's already going the other way. Dim knows. Dim knows. Uh, Brandon and Joe have the same. So let's hit that one first. We'll reverse it from the last one. Um, Brandon, Michael Porter Jr. You like it plus three eighty to lead the series in threes. Give me the cap on that. Yeah, I think he's just going to get a lot of looks. I don't know that Miami has the right sort of personnel to defend him. We saw Boston get a ton of corner threes up in the last series. They just kept missing them. 
And instead of Horfer, instead of Marcus Smart, we're going to have Michael Porter Jr. shooting those threes. And he's going to get them up over pretty much any defender they can because he's bigger than them. And he's a much better shooter than those guys. So for the playoffs, he's averaging only one less attempt per game than Jamal Murray. He's at 0.3 fewer threes per game than Murray. And uh, I actually would fade Murray on threes. His per game is 3.6. I think that's just too high. He's at 3.1. I don't know why we're at 3.6. He's a a half a three under that for the playoffs. And I don't know if this is anything, but Murray's uh, points per game his second lowest opponent of his career is the Heat. I think it's probably not a thing because the numbers, I think, are skewed. We've, we've missed a lot of Murray time in the last few years, so I don't know that I'd put too much into that. But he's just not getting a ton of threes up. And I feel like, again, like we do the thing where we say, okay, don't, don't do the coaching adjustment because they might not always do it. But it's Spo, so if I've thought of it, I know he's thought of it. I actually kind of count on Miami to do the coaching things I just don't know if Murray gets a ton of looks up. I think that's a thing they'll try to take away. Can't really take away 6'11", MPJ just shooting right over you. So I would probably lean Murray between the two, but I think it's close. Plus 380 for Michael Porter Jr. is worth the juice for me. Yeah, look, if, if the if the Miami Heat are going to play drop coverage versus Jamal Murray like some of these teams have, then like it's a it's a wrap. Like we're we're out of here. Um, so I think it's hard to, to, to bank on that. Joe, you also like MPJ, why are you on him here at plus 380? I mean, I know like the regular season numbers are a little wonky, obviously, in terms of personnel, effort, et cetera, right? The last game that they played, MPJ took 13 threes. So, I mean, it's definitely a shot. Like we know that he's going to get, it's a shot that we know that he's one of the best in the league at making. And I think just like we've talked about with Murray, the points per game were a bit down. Um, And the size thing is, I think, I think it matters because I, I think it makes Michael, Michael Porter Jr. a little bit more um, scheme resistant or so to speak, right? Like if they play drop, then, you know, maybe you're going to get some of these looks where, you know, they people start try to help on the drives or something like that. And then you can kick to the corner. If you're playing zone, he's going to be open. If they're playing man, he's going to be taller than whoever's guarding him. So I, I really like the look and at the number at plus 380 for a guy who's so consistent, like we, rarely ever see him make fewer than two threes in a game. So I like the fact that his floor is high and his ceiling can be sky high as well. Like nobody would bat an eye if he made seven in one game. So I, I really like him in this spot. And I just think the numbers, the numbers too long here at plus three eighty. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm kind of, you know, this in my, in my preview and I'm going to be talking about more is that like this to me seems very much like uh, he treated Austin Reeves like a ball rack. Like he was just shooting over him and that's, a real problem. Um, most of these guys are six, five on the heat. Like they just don't have a lot of, they don't have a lot of height. And when MPJ six ten coming around as many of the, uh, handoffs that he does, it causes a really big issue. Um, one thing I will note is that like, actually the heat, one thing they don't do is they don't create a lot of turnovers versus handoffs. Um, that's like a little, a little <laughs> thing that I think is worth noting here based off of like how these teams defend and what they, the kind of things that they look to create. Um, They haven't created, they haven't faced a lot of handoff action this in the playoffs, but I also think that ultimately like there's probably an opportunity there a little bit. Um, Speaking of opportunity, Jim, Jim warned us, Jim said, going to have some long shots here. Uh, And so Jim has (laughs) a 50 to one Jim. I have a very long shot. Yes. I've got Contavious Caldwell Pope to lead the series in threes. 
Um, honestly, the cap is pretty similar to, especially what Brandon was talking about. So first things first, Denver's defense has been very good at limiting threes um, in the postseason. I believe they've allowed the fewest of any team to actually make it out of the first round. The Clippers allowed a few less, but that was in five games. So they've really been, that's a point of emphasis for them. Um, and then in terms of looking at the Nuggets, Contavious Caldwell Pope is the guy who is in the corner the most. So of, of his threes this season, 41.7% came from the corner. It, it makes sense. If you picture the nuggets in your head, um, each taking a three, I feel like I picture Murray at the top of the key. I feel like I picture Porter on the wings and I picture Contavious Caldwell Pope in the corner. Um, and that's the spot in the zone that I think potentially they're going to be looking to attack. So if, and the other part of this is say, you know, we're, we're, we're running with this idea that they may want to make Jokic beat them scoring a lot, but I do think it's a thing that they will at least try to start. Um, which means I, th- I would have to imagine their next point of emphasis is going to be on Murray. So if Murray threes are maybe a little lesser Porter is more on the wings, Contavious Caldwell Pope, um, you know, at 50 to one for a guy who really does a lot of his work out of the corner. He's, he's really, you know, that that's a number that, I, I think should be a little bit shorter. Um, 50 to ones, again, you may, you need to make 40 of them and win, win one for 40 to be profitable. So these don't, don't count on wins for it. But um, I also think this is a number that if the, if the heat start off in a zone, um, this could be a, you know, a big first game, first game or two for KCP. And then your left-hand spot where you can you zag. And now Porter Jr. is a little bit longer number or some of these other guys we like. Um, so I think at the start of the series, I'm going to be looking for KCP to get off to a quick start and then, you know, be able to work the market a little bit from there as well. Nice. Yeah, this market or of the series leaders, this was our last one. To me, the threes is the one I have my eye on. Like rebounds, assists, even probably just going to be Jokic. Like they might just points, rebounds, assists is probably just going to all be Jokic at the end of the day. And it might be from, you know, halftime of the first game. Threes, I don't think we're going to get someone putting up a huge number here but someone will put up a big number in game one. You know, like this is why in the Boston Miami series, this is why we kept talking about it the whole time. I had Kayla Martin and then I did Jason Tatum and I did not do Derek White. We lost. Okay. But I, I feel like there's not going to be a huge number. So then the numbers, the, this market's going to go up each game. And I think this is the one market where, you know, what I don't mind about the long shot here, Jim, KCP goes out and hits four or five in game one. Something you just dropped and now you're like on a, a 300 ticket instead of a 5,000. And that doesn't mean you're going to cash, but it does mean you're in a power position now. Now you can add in these other two guys I got to have. And now you're just kind of coasting the finish line. So to me, threes of these uh, markets is the one that I think probably when we're on buckets these next few weeks, this is the one you'll probably hear more from us on. Well, like, and I mentioned it before, but to, to reiterate it here, I, I still see a shorter series and that's why I was looking at some of these longer shots in, yep. in the, these markets as well. I agree. More volatile that way. Yeah. Uh, let's go to individual player averages for the series. These are like individual player lines and you each got to play uh, for the nuggets and two of you have a play on the heat. Uh, let's start with Brandon. What is your player average play for the series? Yeah, just very simple. Michael Porter Jr. over 6.7 rebounds. We've talked about his rebounds. I think I've given out his rebounding over on a bunch of individual games. He's averaging eight rebounds per game in the playoffs. So I just think this number is is too low. It's looking at his regular season role. He's playing big. He's playing to his size. He's always been an elite rebounder, college, high school, all the way back. Like He is, for his position, a phenomenal rebounder. 
And I just think he's going to get plenty of minutes and uh, they'll try to win on the glass. So I think 6.7 is just too low. I think the number should be like a, a full rebound higher than that. So very boring, normal standard play for me. But of all the stuff I'll get on the podcast, this is probably the one I'm most confident will actually cash. Uh, if it's Kevin Love, he's at an athleticism disadvantage. If it's Caleb Martin, he's giving up five inches of size. If it's Highsmith, he's giving up five inches of size. Like, MPJ is a really great rebounder, and this Nuggets team is definitely going to try and, like, just kill them on the glass. So, like, offensive rebounds included, there's, I think this is going to be a – there's a lot of reasons we, we think this is going to be a tough series for the Heat. This is one of them, and MPJ is part of that equation. Uh, Joe, you've also got an MPJ play here on the Nuggets. Yeah, so I'm going to play off of the threes. I still like – I obviously like his threes, and I think this is one way that you can help finance your uh, leader bet, right, in some of these alts. But I like him to go over 2.8 threes for the series. Part of why I like this is, right, if it's a sweep, he needs 12 threes. So, and his, for the season, he goes over his two and a half prop, uh, 62% of the time, his median result is three threes. So, like I said, his floor is obviously very high and he also has a high ceiling. The other thing is because of where it is, where, what this is asking you to average, like, I think this series goes at longest six games, but I think it's like a likely outcome is maybe four or five, right? In five games, you actually get a discount here because 2.8 times five is 14. So you actually need one fewer essentially per the way that the math kind of is going to work out. You don't need to average the three per game. Um, exactly. You can actually average one less. You could have one game where you didn't have three. So I think that those are likely outcomes for Denver. And I like the 2.8 um, for him to go over that. Right. I was told there'd be no math. Uh, so <laughs> Joe, Joe, isn't that one a push though? Isn't, isn't 2.8? I guess, it, would be, I guess it could be a push. Yeah. I guess it could be a push, but, um, I that still feels like, like it. a thing that's going to happen to us. Yeah. That's inevitable. Right. Um, <laughs> but I, I do like it there. Uh, and I think that he, he's just, I think he's very likely to have one game where he just makes like seven and then you're like, well, now we're just cruising here. Yeah, Matt, of all podcasts we record, this is not the one you were told there would be no math on. This is very distinctly the not not math podcast. Accurate. Uh, Jim, you've got an interesting one here. You like Jokic on threes. Yeah, I mean, honestly, this is pretty – this is not, like, my favorite bet. This is – I, but it's a number to me that was a little bit low. Um, I, I think Jokic, you know, we've been saying it time and time again throughout this podcast. I think he's going to be relied on heavily to score. Um, I think he's going to put up some big nights. I, I'm curious to see how Spolstra and the Heat, I think they're going to try to get him away from the rim because of the massive size advantage he gets. So if he leans into that and they're going to give him some looks, I, mean, I doubt they're going to give him clean looks. Um, but this this was just a number that that popped to me as a, as a little bit too low. And I also definitely did all the really smart math Joe did. Um, and 1.4 is half of 2.8. So I think we get all those same um, break-even points. So I definitely also had that in my cap. Um, I have a hard time figuring out when Joker's going to shoot threes. And I say that as somebody that has watched <laughs> the entirety of his career. Um, I've, and I, it, my favorite, and I wrote about this when I wrote about the interesting things about them is there will be writers that will come in from out of town and they'll go up to him post game and be like, what was your thought process there on that play? And every time he's like, I don't know, man, I, I just, that's not the play I wanted to make. So there was room. So I did not do that. And I just, I don't know. Like he he just like there's no strategic thought process here, folks. It's all instincts. He's a bird. Like, stop 
trying to predict what Nikola Jokic is going to do. So um, <laughs> I can't argue with the number being a little bit low. It's entirely possible. His Obviously, his wrist is feeling better at 47% from three in the playoffs. Um, but I just can't guarantee he's going to shoot it up because it's Joker. Uh, on the Heat side, Jim, let's stay with you. I am – I will also say this. I, so I was on <laughs> – let's go ahead and, and skip ahead here. Uh, he's got – Caleb Martin under 15.4 points per game under 6.6 rebounds per game. I was on the favorites and Simon Hunter actually mentioned to me that the, when he checked in with the pros that he works with, the pros were actually expecting regression from Caleb Martin, that they were going to be looking to bet unders on Caleb Martin in the series after that strong performance in the Eastern conference finals. I'm curious as to what your thought process is here is if it's just purely surely that guy's got to go back to something closer to what he's been his entire career. Or if there's a more strategic angle here with the under 15.4 points and 6.6 rebounds per game. The vast majority of it is surely this man is going to go back to what we've <laughs> seen in the career, the season, the postseason until two days ago. If we, if we take his entire postseason and just take out the last two games, he's averaging 4.9 rebounds per game until there. So this 6.6 number is really just a result of the last two games. The most recent game, he played 44 minutes. The game before that, he played 40. That's the NBA Finals, and he's been playing outstanding. So he may well be running 44 minutes a night. Like that, That is a distinct possibility. But I'm willing to bet on him not getting 44 minutes a game in a series when half of the games are going to be at altitude, and he has is not a player who has done that for the vast majority of his career. So there is definitely a world in which we did just see the breakout of Caleb Martin, and he's a really fun cool new star that we get to watch play in the league. And that's awesome. I just am going to be the wet blanket who thinks it's more likely that he does not quite reach those, those heights again in this series. Um, and so I, I'm going to be fading your new fave, Matt. I'm sorry. Rude. <laughs> Rude. Um, look, I think I, I have to see what the heat approach to offense looks like. I don't know if they're going to try and spam pick and roll action to try and put pressure on Jokic. I don't know if they're going to try and, get off ball movement or pin downs to try and free up opportunities. I don't know. You know, Denver has been really good in their rotations on the kind of sequences that Cale Martin got loose on. Like to be perfectly honest with you, the Boston Celtics um, should be ashamed of themselves for their defensive approach in the series. Like their closeouts were pathetic. Their KYP in terms of know your personnel was pathetic. Um, like quite honestly, I'm just like, did you guys do scouting reports? Like, did you, did you do film in between? Like, how, how is he still doing this to you in game seven? Like, did you not catch how he's done? Like, he's shooting 50% for three. Maybe you should get a hand up on the guy. Um, they stuck to their game plan extremely, extremely <laughs> way too much in that situation and weren't flexible enough. Denver's pretty good about, like, Denver's obsessive. They're a detail-oriented group from a coaching perspective. And I'll just tell you, like, they're not going to, they will not, I don't feel that they're going to ignore Caleb Martin the way that Boston did. So I can't really argue with this and the rebounding edge. Like, yeah, it's not as switch heavy. This is going to be a lot like, and just, Hey, there's fewer rebounds. You know why? Cause Jokic is down there and no ball escapes him. He is a black hole of rebounding. All right. Exotics, which of course you guys are just like, this is a smorgasbord. Let's we're going to go quick. Okay. We got to go quickly on these, but these are also really valuable bets. So we got to get to them. Um, Joe, let's start with you. Run me down your exotics here on the series and what you think has value. Uh, so I like Jokic to outscore Butler in every game. That's at 22 to one. 
Um, I like this just because I think that Jimmy's scoring has been down. I think that Jokic is scoring, even like when he's not trying, he's scoring 25, right? And then he's going to have these spike games. And I'd rather bet on a guy that to have like, or Jokic to have those games rather than Butler. I think that Denver has some more options to throw at Butler, especially with the way we saw Aaron Gordon play defense, even Michael Porter Jr., KCP, et cetera. I think that there's some more options to throw at him. Uh, so I like that. I like Jokic to record 50 plus PRA in every game. That's at 13 to one. It's absurd, uh, insane number, right? <laughs> Just ridiculous. But I like it better than triple double specifically because the odds for triple, there was a similar problem. It was triple double in every game. There's almost the same number, but at least this gives you a little bit of flexibility. Uh, and over the course of a series, I think that that's a little bit more important, but I also think that it's very likely that this game, this series is a sweep. So like with only four games, the risk is a lot lower on this type of bet. And that kind of brings me to the next thing that I was on, which is Jokic to score 30 plus in every game at 34 to one and average 30 or more at three to one. So I think that you could use the 30 or more to pay for the 30 plus, but that's why like, I think that this is a better play than highest point scorer on the series because in order for him to do that, he probably still has to score 30. So this is getting you three to one. And then the chance at if he just scores for four games in a row and Denver sweeps, you're getting a 34 to one number on him to score 30 plus in each game, which is fantastic. Cause I think you're getting that right now at around, you know, if you parlayed it every game right now, you're getting probably about one plus one fifty in the first game. And then if he does it once, they're going to raise that line. You're not going to get that number anymore. What did he average versus the Lakers? This was, it was something. Uh, I feel like it was a thirty-point triple double. Is that accurate? I think it was. Yeah. Uh, Which this the reason I bring that up is I got right here. Um, it was twenty. It was twenty-eight, eleven, fifteen. For yeah, him. gross. Slacker. Um, <laughs> that's disgusting. I'm sorry. Twenty-eight, fifteen, twelve. Let's not shortchange him. Um, yeah, like. So I think this is kind of the thing here is, is you kind of need to decide like, are the Miami heat a better or worse defense than the Lakers? Like that should be a starting point for these bets. And if yeah. you don't believe that, that the heater has going to be defense, which statistically where the, if you take certain sex slices of this, of the Lakers season, they weren't like the heat just weren't as good of a defense. So there's yeah. a, there's an opening there. Um, This, the Jokic to outscore Butler in every game is one of your best bets, correct? I love that bet. I think it's a lot of fun and it's just a way to fade jimmy and especially if you think about this if the series is shorter right so like i think this could be like i've said it could be a sweep or maybe five games you're getting you don't need him to do it as often either and it also probably means that jimmy isn't scoring so i think that they're kind of all tied together and when you look at it and say like can Jokic outscore jimmy for four games in four denver wins in a row like, yeah, it's it's actually probably pretty likely. And I think that number is way out of line. I'm not saying it will be. Like, Jimmy could go for 40 in the first game because of Jimmy Butler. Sure. But if it's 3-0 and, and Jokic has gone over him in all three of the first three games, you now have an excellent opportunity to just hedge it out with a Miami Heat yep. four. So Yeah, or just bet Jimmy's over, probably. Yeah. Like, you could probably do an over-under parlay with the two of them. So yeah. there's, there's definitely some spots there. Uh, well, you right, have Brent. the head-to-head markets, I think, um, sometimes yeah. as well, if you keep an eye out sure. for that. So you could do the targeted. Brandon, I'm I'm surprised. You've only got one number here that's in the double digits. I'm very surprised. <laughs> surprised. I don't know whether you'd be be proud or disappointed in you, but you've got some exotics to lay down. Give me what those are. 
Yeah, look, Jokic over Butler every game. I think it's my favorite bat on the pod. I just want to say I made the Google Doc. I'm higher on the list than Joe. How did Joe get to go first on this one? This is my pick. Joe and I share a brain. All of our picks are the same. <laughs> I got nothing to add. I, this is the one where for the point series leader, this is my version of playing that, that this is a fate of Butler and a play on that I think they try to make Jokic a score. Again, it, it's fun. It's a fun bet. So 22 to one, I just think is pretty long. All the stuff Joe said, my entire case. So I like that. Sorry, Brandon. Wet blanket. Wet blanket bet here. I texted Nicole Brandon. Jokic <laughs> does not record a double-double every game of the series, plus 125. This is just a math play. I looked at it. He has 13 out of 15 postseason games with a double-double, so he's got two misses. He has, for the season, he's about 85%. Here's the math. If you get four games, 85%. Multiplying it by itself, 85% to the fourth power is almost exactly 50-50. Now, it's not quite fair. He's probably going to play more minutes than in the regular season, right? But the number has been about the same. In a sweep, we're basically getting even odds here. If it's anything longer than that, the longer the series goes, the more likely he misses. I don't like the assists. I, again, I said I thought that'd be a little under anyways. And I don't really know why, but like once a series, Jokic has a game with like five rebounds. And I'm like, wait, what? What just happened? How? He gets like 23 rebounds one game and has eight in the first quarter, a double-double already, and then he just doesn't get any one game. So I don't know. It's just math. That's it. And then here's my last one. This is my favorite fun play of the podcast because it's just ludicrous and it doesn't make any sense to me, but I'm doing it anyways. Duncan <laughs> Robinson to hit at least five threes in any game in the finals. But wait. Duncan Robinson, surely he can't play against Denver. How can he even stay on the court? Don't care. doesn't matter. Duncan Robinson can play like four minutes and still hit five threes. This play is literally in a part because I don't know if he's going to play that much, but I do think we're going to get a game or two with some garbage time. And if we get garbage time, guess what's happening, guys? My guy Duncan's going to be out there in the fourth quarter, and he is firing because so far in the playoffs, Duncan Robinson has at least five threes every series in one of the games. And he did it in 24 minutes or less all three times. Wow. So I don't need minutes. I just need my dude out there in the fourth quarter where they're like, oh, I guess pass the ball around. I know. Let's try to get Duncan going. Let's try to get him going to hit the threes. Like this could just be five for five. He, as long as it's not the final minute of a must win game six <laughs> wide open, this dude is as good a shooter as anybody not named Steph Curry. So I, I like Duncan plus 450. And I'll say this too. Best bets. I was going to have my MPJ threes bet there. I liked it a lot. And then I was going to have this Duncan Robinson when I was like, wait a minute. That's not really logically consistent. So I texted Jim and Joe just before we came on here. I'm going to add on here. Jim, your KCP 50 to one threes play. I'm compelled to take Duncan 47 to one. Because what if he has five or four in the first game? That's just going to be an easy hedge spot. I don't think he's going to lead the series, but if he just goes out and hits a bunch in the first game, it's going to give me a good power spot for later. So I need a reason, guys, to care in a series that I don't care that much about. I need to still be paying attention to something goofy at the end of some dumb blowout of an eight-seed game. And that dumb thing is Duncan Robinson shooting threes. And by God... If you are paying attention in the fourth quarter of a 28-point finals game because Duncan Robinson has three threes in the last two minutes and we're just hoping for a couple more, we've done our job. 
As a resident of the state of Colorado, I just want to thank you all for jinxing the ever-loving shit out of the Denver Nugget. Like, this podcast <laughs> not jinx the Nuggets. This is more. a non-stop jinx. <laughs> like, the power of jinx in this podcast is creating a black hole. Like, I am concerned for the state of the multiverse with how much jinx power is in this podcast. Uh, Jim, you also, you, you also have decided to go with your exotics. <laughs> Three Jokic plays. Run them down. I'm not going to bring a whole lot to the table. We we have been chatting here for a while. We've got a few more things to bring up. I'm just going to rattle through them because they've almost all been covered. Jokic to average 30 or more. I'm in lockstep with Joe. What we said throughout this podcast time and time again, Jokic to get 30 or more every game. I really like that one as well. Um, the only one that I have to add is Jokic to average 15 or more rebounds. That's at plus 450. Um, I think, you know, it, this, we'll keep this one simple as well. It's as, it's as simple as uh, Jokic is a monster and Miami does not have the size to slow him down on the glass. So um, those are my three pretty straightforward. I'm pretty much in lockstep in jinxing the nuggets with uh, Joe and Brandon. And yet you won't play the Jokic to lead the series in rebounds. Where is your confidence? <laughs> Minus 20,000. Come on, lay, lay the points. Uh, <laughs> all right we'll have more for you on game to game props you're going to look for in both our game one best bets episode as well as on the action network app i want you guys to run down your best bets for the series plays here if you can for me uh brandon let's start with you what are the uh three plays that you like the most out of all the ones you've listed today yeah two of the ones we just talked about the duncan robinson threes five in any game plus 450 and Jokic to outscore butler every game 22 to 1 and then if you actually just want to just just cash, just get an actual win and not all the crazy long shots, Michael Porter Jr. rebounding over 6.7. Uh, Joe, what are your favorite bets from this episode? So I like uh, Jokic to go to average 30 points per game at 3-1. to one. Jokic to outscore Butler in every game as well at 22-1. to one. That's a really and sharp play. That's a really sharp play, Joe. I'm glad that you brought that up. And <laughs> hey, you know, look, you know, sometimes you got to come second to come first, you know, so it's okay. <laughs> so, and then I like uh, Michael Porter Jr. over 2.83s as well. And Jim, what are your best bets from this episode? My favorite sane one is Caleb Martin under (laughs) 6.6 rebounds per game. And my favorite really fun one is going to be that KCP 50 to one to lead the series in threes. All right. By by the way, the Caleb Martin, I got to say like the fact that we're getting 15 and six lines for Caleb Martin, it's entirely possible that by the time Thursday night comes, Kevin Love is starting playing like 20 minutes and you've got 15 and six lines for like a 20 minute bench dude again. Like this is who Caleb Martin was. A week ago, like imagine if we had lines up right now for Jeff Green points per game and rebounds per game numbers, like no no slander meant to Kale Martin. I'm just saying that's the role that he was literally a week ago. So props to you on, on playing that one. That's going to do it for Buckets. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate you guys being with us. My thanks to the guys for putting together all these great props for you. You can check them all out in the Action Network app as far as the ones that are trackable. We'll have Best Bets file for you in the Action Network app. You can read all sorts of stuff. If you want bettable content and you have gotten through this episode so you clearly do we're gonna have lots more for you there's a lot of stuff to bet in the finals it should be a good one we'll have a game one episode for you tomorrow thanks for joining us my thanks to david payne our producer my thanks to joe delara jim turvey the WNBA warlock and brandon anderson catch our series preview we'll have lots more pods for you and uh check out the favorites also there'll be an action network podcast with me and sean little breaking down some of the other angles from the nba finals lots of stuff to cover for you here as we go through also check out the WNBA pod 
money, 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 money. It continues to absolutely slaughter. So make sure to check that out. We'll see you guys again next time. Till then, let's get buckets. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.